Welcome to Cowboy Smart Money, a podcast provided to enhance the financial strength and resilience of service members in the state of Wyoming. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Jackie Marshall, and co-hosting with me is Sergeant First Class Frank Marquez. Say hey, Frank. Hello. And joining us today for this episode is Mr. Glenn Lyons. Hello. Hi, Glenn. We're glad to have you back again. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. And Glenn serves as the personal financial counselor to service members in Wyoming. He's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant with 30 years of experience providing financial advice and counsel. And Glenn, I think at this point in your career, you should call yourself a financial guru. (laughs) Well... You know, I'm not sure if they'll allow that on my business card, but I'll, I'll run it up the pole and okay. see what they say. I think it would be a nice title. Thank you. Thank you again, as I said, for joining us. This is our second podcast, and on today's episode, Glenn's going to be talking about identity theft. It's a big topic, considering how much of our information is out there today on the web or pretty much anywhere, and we're hearing about this a lot today in the news. So let's go ahead and uh, dive right into this topic. So Glenn, our our first question today is probably one of the most important questions on the list today is to define identity theft. So just very simply, what is identity theft? Primarily, identity theft occurs and is when your personally identifiable information is stolen. That's that's really the, the fundamental piece of that. The consequences of having your personal identity um, stolen, your personally identifiable information stolen, is damage to your reputation, damage to your credit, uh, time that you're going to have to spend undoing that damage, uh, and the cost of undoing that damage. But when someone takes your name, your social security number, uh, all of that information, and then uses it to uh, assume that identity and then act on that in a financial or other uh, way to pretend basically that they are you, uh, that's identity theft. And by the way, identity theft really isn't anything new. It's just become much more prolific than it used to be. Uh, you know, in the in the days of the old West, since this is cowboy smart money, uh, you know, Jesse James would go by um, different aliases. You know, he he went by uh, Mr. Howard when he was dead, and so um, uh, the. The concept isn't new. Mm-hmm. The damages that can be done uh, now are certainly more far-reaching. So the the impact of technology. That's correct. So tell us, how does identity theft happen, Glenn? Identity theft can happen several ways, lots of different ways. Uh, in fact, I, I was reading something the other day that can happen um, via your Facebook page just with you posting information. Uh, but uh, primarily, it's happening through major breaches uh, in security, uh, mail theft. If someone takes your mail out of your box, um, then they, they may, if they steal a utility bill, for instance, they're going to have your name, your address, the account number. Uh, a utility bill is often used to get a driver's license. 
Um, if you uh, carry a wallet and it is stolen or your purse with personally identifiable information in it, then uh, it can happen that way as well. I caution um, clients not to carry multiple credit cards, never carry your social security number in your wallet, um, carry a minimum of things that you need in your wallet. There was a situation in Greeley that happened a couple of years ago. Uh, a lady's purse was stolen. Uh, she had 35 credit cards in it. Uh, there's no reason to carry that many credit cards. Um, if you're going somewhere and you want a specific card, take it with you. But imagine trying to contact 35 different creditors and cancel all of those cards. Sounds like she was the identity thief. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That was a mess. Collecting cards. <laughs> all right. So you've given us an example of when personal information has, has been stolen. Is there Are there more specific examples, let's say, for uh, military folk? I'm, you know, because we do have our military IDs and what are... What are some examples of right. maybe military folks? Well, uh, the, the Department of Defense, I believe, has been hacked. Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield was hacked three, four years ago, I think. Uh, two years ago, Equifax, uh, which is one of the credit reporting agencies, was hacked. And I believe 143 million records were stolen. And that includes names, addresses. Uh, it includes uh, Social Security numbers. Some driver's license numbers were taken. Dates of birth and credit information was taken during that breach. Um, Marriott Hotels in December lost 500 million records, which included all of the previous information plus passports. Uh, and, and if you think about that, 500 million records are more people than live in the United States. One of the things that, that I tell people uh, is that you, you really, in this day and age, you have to assume that your identity has been compromised. Uh, and you have to act accordingly. Uh, I, I tell people that uh, you, you change your oil on your car on a regular basis as a maintenance method. Monitoring your identity is also a maintenance uh, requirement in 2019. So with that, um, how can you deter identity theft? The primary ways to deter it are, are continuous monitoring of all, all of your accounts, your bank account, your credit cards accounts. Also, uh, the other thing that you can do is you can place a credit freeze on your credit with all three reporting agencies. Those would be Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And, and I'll give you more on that later. But a credit freeze is free to do. Uh, you simply call those, uh, those credit reporting agencies and you indicate to them that you want to put a credit freeze on your accounts so that no one except you can request uh, a credit report. Right. And that's as simple as a phone call. It is as simple as a phone call. And I will uh, provide those phone numbers at the end of this uh, this discussion. And to unfreeze it is just as simple, correct? It is. That's also a phone call. Uh, if you uh, go in, for example, to buy a car and you have put a credit freeze on, uh, on yourself, then you would provide them with a PIN, a PIN, um, 
and unfreeze the credit at that point. And then when you're done uh, with that transaction, the credit automatically refreezes. Uh, as of September of last year, there was legislation, uh, federal legislation, that uh, made sure that that those credit freezes are, are free now. Uh, they no longer cost, they used to cost $10 each time you did it. How can you detect if identity theft has occurred? Primarily, you want to watch for unrecognized amounts and transactions in your statements. Uh, these days, it's very easy to monitor uh, all of your statements, whether they be credit card or bank accounts. I monitor mine on the phone. I look at my bank account normally at least once a day, uh, and, and not necessarily because I think somebody's stolen my identity and I'm watching for that, but, but there are various reasons I look at my bank account, and I do look at the most recent transactions to make sure that I recognize those. Uh, also, annualcreditreport.com is a very important website. It is not free re freecreditreport.com, it is annualcreditreport.com. And that allows you to pull a credit report once a year uh, from each of the three reporting agencies at no cost. Normally, a credit report is free once a year uh, if you request it from the agency. This is a place where you can get all three of those uh, in one spot. I don't recommend that you pull all three of them at once. What I do recommend is that you pull, uh, for instance, TransUnion, and then four months from now, go back in and pull the free Equifax report. And four months later, you go in and you pull the uh, the free um, Experian report. So just rotate them. And you're rotating those every four months, and that gives you eyes on uh, your credit report uh, every four months rather than pulling them once a year, and then you can't pull them again for another year. So I know a lot of military members and probably family members have USAA. So I personally know using USAA, they have a free credit monitoring on there, which is nice because I'll get emails. It's like your credit has score has changed or there's been an inquiry and you'll you can get emails notifications on it, which is a nice free resource as well through USAA. Right. And a lot of uh, a lot of financial institutions do that. What I would caution is that does not relieve you of the responsibility of uh, checking that credit report and making sure that everything is as it should be. That's a good point. <laughs> you have to do some work, too. <laughs> yeah, you do. You need skin in the game. Yeah. Uh, and because if they if they miss something because it wasn't part of their deal, I, uh, there was a group of uh, service members that came back two years ago from a deployment, and I was giving a briefing on this subject uh, over at LCCC. And as I was giving the briefing, one of the service members decided that he was going to look at his phone and take a look at his credit report while I was giving the briefing. He came up to me after the briefing and indicated with great concern that there was a lease out in California that had been pulled while he was gone under his name. And USAA or Capital One or whatever, those those places are not going to pick that up. The only place you're going to see that is on a credit report. Mm, good caution for, for people to know. Um, so, Glenn, how can you defend yourself if your identity has been stolen? The primary thing to do is to notify the financial institution that is involved immediately. 
make sure that they know so that they can they can freeze all transactions and it also lets them know that you have discovered something and that uh, you're not trying to defraud them mm-hmm. um, also you want to file a police report immediately what you're trying to do is to create a paper trail here uh, and and let them know what you knew and when you knew it. Uh, that's that's the primary thing that you can do to defend yourself. And then you might go about uh, capturing information from receipts about where you were at particular times in case that comes up. Are financial institutions good about giving you money back? Most of the time, yes. Uh, I had an airman two years ago who called me at 7 o'clock at night uh, and indicated that there was $5,000 that had been taken out of his account um, in Paris. And he was quite concerned. He banked with a local credit union here, and I told him the first thing he needed to do was to notify them, uh, which he did. And they did uh, put the money back in his account, and they did realize that it was a fraud. Was he in Paris? No, he was not. Nowhere near Paris? He was nowhere near Paris. No. But uh, that was very, very scary for him and his wife, especially. Uh, We'd been working together to rebuild their finances for two years and we had done a pretty good job of that and then all of a sudden in the blink of an eye it was disappearing wow. so that was very frightening yeah that's scary so a, a quick aside if i may go back to the defend question are there law enforcement units specific to handling there there are however Catching these people is very difficult because often they are overseas. Uh, this ends up taking place from uh, very, um, very different types of areas than we are used to. It's not your next door neighbor or the guy down the street taking your money. It's somebody in a uh, in a in a. Uh, a rural community in southern Russia uh, with lots and lots of electronics at their fingertips. Mm -hmm. They have generally purchased this information. In fact, they may have purchased this information from the person, from the group that stole it, and then they may resell it. Uh, But to try and track these people down has proven to be very, very difficult. So there would probably need to be some sort of international cooperation that's that's certainly true, and that's difficult to achieve. So are there concerns with identity theft besides financial loss? There are. Um, identity theft not only encompasses financial losses, but it can... Uh, spill over into the realm of medical fraud where someone pretends to be you because they have your insurance data and they go to the hospital and imagine a scenario where they go to the hospital uh, and have their appendix removed under your insurance claim oh, geez. Um, that's nuts it is nuts and and it's even worse than nuts because then if you go in with an appendicitis they're going to look at your records and they're going to see well it can 
can't be that because that's already been taken care of. Yeah. You could die in that situation. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, I have uh, encountered uh, information about relationship fraud. Someone can get married under your name and pretend to be you uh, and have a family in your name. Wow. <laughs> um, criminal fraud, if they uh, get pulled over on the side of the road and represent themselves to be you uh, and it doesn't get discovered uh, and then they miss um, they, they, they miss their bail or they miss their court date, suddenly you've got a problem because there may be an arrest warrant out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, tax fraud is another one with people claiming uh, refunds in your name because they got your social security number and your personal identifiable information. Incredible. Yeah. It's very frightening. Yeah, it is um, scary. If, if we spent all of our time really considering it, we'd probably walk around very scared. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the whole point of the prevention is you certainly don't want to have to try to undo this. It's very difficult to prove a negative. Mm -hmm. You didn't do something that you weren't there at the time. Um, And so, you know, this case, you know, certainly it's it's an expression, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. So so do the work and be vigilant. Yeah, yeah. do the upfront work. I mean, we don't we don't go uh, fifty thousand miles without changing the oil on your car, because your motor will burn up, and it's a whole lot more expensive and difficult to replace a motor than it is to change the oil three times a year. Makes sense. <laughs> Jeez, that is scary. Um, so, Glenn, if what can I do if I'm a victim of tax-related identity theft? The first thing that you would want to do is contact the IRS. And there is a phone number, and that is 1-800-908-4490. And I'll repeat that. It's 1-800-908-4490. Contact the IRS and uh, let them know immediately. Secondly, go ahead and file that police report. Establish that paper trail. So they'll dive right into that investigation? Or, well, the IRS certainly or, will. They do have a special unit uh, for tax fraud. Okay. They did. The police probably aren't going to do very much. Um, and that's not a knock on, on, on our law enforcement. It's just that there's just not a lot that they mm-hmm. can do with that. However, what it does do is establishes that, that documentation. So it's an official document that they have on record. Okay. That right. So you can point back to that. So, important question, can identity theft affect my military career? It absolutely can, and for all the reasons that we previously discussed. If uh, someone ruins your credit with a stolen identity and you're not aware of that, it can affect your ability to get a security clearance. It can affect uh, your your top secret uh, clearances. It can affect your ability to stay in the military if um, if the Defense Department believes that you are compromised uh, because you have multiple outstanding and unpaid debts. Uh, if there is a criminal um, offense committed in your name, that can be a problem uh, for security clearance, also just for your reputation for promotions, because we do hold service members to high standards. So so quick follow-up then, if I was ever tangled up in an identity theft 
issue. Right. How long would it take me to untangle from that kind of uh, mess? It can take years, literally years, uh, because as we know in this culture, once something is written down in electronic form, it never goes away. Uh, you can certainly with financial issues, you can you can get your money back. Um, but somebody out there has still got your information and it can come up again and again and again. Um, that's that's why the prevention is so important because it can literally take years to untangle it and thousands of dollars. So the sooner you react to Much. any evidence of ID theft, that's correct. You're you're better off. There absolutely probably be less time. There'll probably down the road. less time trying to trying to get it figured out. Gotcha. Right. I thought okay. I was proactive. I was like, now I feel and there's more work I need to do on my end. <laughs> a little frightened after this conversation. <laughs> well, there is, but it's not a daunting amount of work. It's it's just some simple some basic things. I mean, you know, I, I've used the example of, of changing the oil, but we brush our teeth in the morning because we don't want our teeth to fall out. Mm -hmm. This is a fact of life in 2019, and there are some absolutely solid measures that you can take to detour this. You can't prevent it entirely. Uh, what you can do, though, is monitor your information. Uh, I mentioned the medical uh, stuff. You can, you can request a copy of your medical records uh, and make sure that the information on it is accurate. Um, that's that's uh, another method of uh, at least monitoring this uh, to make sure that, that uh, something bad has not happened. So is there other things to consider when it comes to uh, ID theft? Primarily what we've discussed covers it. There are a couple of other things that I would say. Review your credit reports on your spouse and your children. Uh, if someone steals the identity of one of your children, you may not know about it for 15, 18 years, depending on how old they are. Um, those social security numbers and addresses and names that were stolen included children. Uh, if someone if someone decides to go out and take out a, a, a loan for a car or a house in your child's name and then not pay for it, when they become uh, of legal age, they're going to discover that and it's going to be difficult to uh, try and get that figured out. It's certainly going to slow them down. Uh, the other thing, uh, again, place the credit freeze not just on yourself but also on your family. Mm -hmm. Do it for your spouse and your children. Your children have no need for credit, yeah. so certainly there shouldn't be a problem with, with freezing that credit. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and make sure before you do that you pull that credit report from annualcreditreport.com. Make sure that there's nothing there. So it's, so it's also good to, to teach those younger kids Absolutely. about these protections. Yes. So. Right. Yeah. Um, finally, I am a resource that's available. Um, the Personal Financial Counselor Program. Uh, feel free to contact me and I can put you in touch with the correct resources and help you uh, get a track to run on uh, for figuring this out. Uh, whether it's it's any of these areas, whether it's prevention uh, or, or if something has actually happened. Those are the primary considerations 
around this issue. I indicated that I would provide the phone numbers for the credit reporting agencies to uh, call to create that freeze, and they are as follows. Equifax is 800-525-6285. Experian is 888-397-3742. And TransUnion is 800-680-7289. Well, thank you, Glenn. It was great for you to be here again, sharing your knowledge. I want to encourage people to utilize you. You're a great asset to this department. And remember, folks, that, you know, just like you said, you can schedule um, a personal confidential at no cost appointment with him. He can be available phone, uh, Skype or in person. And you can reach him at 307-772-5362. Or you can email him at Wyoming Financial counselor at gmail.com and we'll also list all this posted with the podcast so if people want to uh, reach out to Glenn and they can also reach out to us for financial ideas story ideas as well absolutely and then also our next episode we'll be discussing financial transitions so if you do have questions about financial transitions, please email them to wyogard at gmail.com. And we can answer those questions on the podcast. Um, also, you can share your questions, your comments on Facebook. And if you're not following us yet, I would encourage you to. And you can find us on Facebook at wyogard. And finally, topic ideas, just like Frank said, um, please send us any financial topics you'd like to hear us discuss on the show. Also, you can reach us at 772-5171 or again, email us at yogard at gmail.com. Thank you again, Glenn, for being here today. Thank you for the opportunity. Great information. Good. And thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.